Hello, everybody. Before we started this episode, Kelton and I just wanted to give you a huge thank you and a big shout out. We have absolutely loved having you guys sit on the couch with us. We are always looking for new guests to bring onto the couch and tell goofy stories. So if you're interested in coming onto the podcast and sitting down with us, definitely just let us know and we will find a time to get you on here. We have some really exciting kind of sort of famous guests coming on the podcast here in the next couple weeks. So uh, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us as we have found our format and our editing style and kind of gotten everything together. This is episode 11, which means this week we will be recording episode 12. So three full months of you guys hanging out with us. The craziest part of it all, uh, we just broke 300 downloads over the course of our time podcasting. If you are enjoying the podcast, please share it with somebody you know. We really have a fun time doing this and want to put some additional effort into it. If you know somebody that is looking for a fun podcast to listen to, please share us with your friends on your social media, anywhere that you find value. And thanks for being a part of our journey. To celebrate our 300th listen, we threw together just a little sound clip of some of our favorite moments on the couch. How can I find any happiness in my mediocre life? <laughs> I'm sweating thinking about it. Like The only thing I can think of is the food court and the Spencer's gift shop. I wanted to play a little game with you called Florida Man or Fable. And basically, yes. like, who pees in the shower? Like, <laughs> he and his girlfriend got locked in a janitor closet, were trapped there for two days before they realized that they could have just opened the door and walked out at any time. It is a weird place, but there's good things in the world. Oh my god, they were roommates. Welcome to the Roommates Couch Podcast. This week we are joined by our very special guests and friends, Grant and Andrew from Why I Love This Part, a film and TV podcast. We're very excited to have them here on the couch with us and hope you enjoy. All right, so I wanted to start this episode with a fun little game. Now, since you guys okay. are a TV and movie-based podcast, I wanted to set up like a challenge and it's going to be called TV okay. versus Couch because we're the Roommates Couch. You guys are film and TV okay. podcast. So essentially how it's going to how it's going to work. Kelton is one team, you guys are going to be team 2. I'm going to oh. list the actors and oh, you no. just need to tell me what movie it is. Okay? Okay. And I'm expecting greatness since this is what you guys do. Andrew doesn't know actors though. That's his weakness. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Okay. We'll try it anyway. Movie number 1 for the TV team. Maurice Rene Jean Moreau and Bernard Noel star what? in this movie. What the heck? I don't know any of those. Um, is that like a is that like a forties movie or something? Could you give me like an era? Could you give me please like an era at least like a like a year? Nineteen thirties France. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> of course, it would be a French movie. <laughs> La Vie en Rose. I, I think that's a French movie. Um, gosh, no. the answer <laughs> that I was looking for was Le Feu Foyer. <laughs> Okay. Well, Kelton that's for team a, or for uh, for team couch. Oh gosh. Okay. Actors, here we go. Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, and also starring Gerard Butler. Oh, I didn't Ooh. know this one. Would this be How to Train Your Dragon One? It is How to Train Your Dragon One. Great job. Ooh, team yeah. Couch is in the lead. Here we go. Okay, so Woo! we got a '30s movie. They got a movie from 2010. <laughs> okay, I think I know TV. how this game's going to play out. Yes, it's rigged. <laughs> no way. Question number That's two fine. for the TV team. Peter Vaughn, Angela Pleasance, and Mike Grady star in what film? Oh, gosh. Um, could you please give me an era again? 70s horror. 70s. Uh, okay. Um, uh, 
70s horror. Exorcist? It is not yes. The Exorcist. Oh, the answer that I was looking for was <laughs> Symptoms. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Kelton, I, I, question number two. Starring Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, and also starring America Ferreira. <laughs> I'm going to say How to Train Your Dragon 2. Perfect. You got it, man. Yes! You're, you're crushing. <laughs> All right. Team TV, I feel bad because I've, I've been giving you some tough ones. So here's yeah. an easy one. Main cast. Jay Baruchel. Jonah Hill, also starring Emma Watson. Oh, um, is it by chance? Wait, Emma Watson? She's not in How to Train Your Dragon. Hold on a second, is she? She's Hermione. This is a TV show or a movie? This one's a movie. movie. Okay. um, Can you give us another rough date, please? Yes. After 2010. Is it How to Train Your Dragon 3? Is that your answer? Oh, gosh, I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking. Oh wait, Noah. Oh wait, no, no, no. I know Jonah Hill and Emma Watson. No, it wasn't Noah because Jonah Hill wasn't in that movie. Oh. Jonah Hill, Emma Watson. Oh, this is the end. What? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so this was a bit, and I fully expected you to just jump on How to Train Your Dragon three, and I was gonna be like, no, that's wrong because this is the end, and it has seventy percent of the same actors. You gotta, Good I job, Grant. I got to thank movie. my cousin who watches R-rated movies when I was a teenager and I wasn't allowed to. So thanks, cousin Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> not you, though. That's, I I'm so happy. I, Andrew. So we're we, two to one. That, that was triple points. So we were in the lead. <laughs> Kelton for the tie, I guess, because that was triple. Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, also starring Kit Harrington. How to Train Your Dragon 3. Money. Wow. <laughs> I am truly shocked that you pulled that out of your Your, your face. Your face when I got it. I was just like, wait a second. And and Andrew snuffed it out that we had rigged this in like the first two seconds. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, when you said the old movie stuff, I was like, wait, Andrew's good at this. He knows his old films. He watches old films like not a lot, but like a good amount. Not old movies from France. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we were kind of screwed over there. I think I watched five minutes of an old French movie that was made in like, maybe it was the 50s. And it was the most boring five minutes of my life. I turned the TV off after that. Was Symptoms also a French film? No, that was an American horror film from the 70s. And it has like a 2.3. So I don't imagine that it's stood the test of time. Oh gosh. I feel like, okay. What made you come up with those movie titles? Okay. The first two, like what made you come up with those? first I, two? Like... I literally Googled obscure movies because I wanted you <laughs> to be down two, and for you to take the bait on that third one, it was going to be just perfect. <laughs> but of course, Brand, I thought you said movie. these guys were cool. <laughs> they are somewhat <laughs> now. I'm sorry. Their LinkedIn page said much better things about them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you don't look anything like your All profile right, well, picture, Kelton. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Congratulations on your tie, guys. You yeah. apparently know your movies. <laughs> we so just bad. validated their whole podcast. We like did. people know they're legit right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come to us, please. <laughs> <laughs> Are you an influencer or small business that wants to increase your reach? Do you want to see your profits increase by dozens of dollars? Advertise with us. Contact us at roommatescouch at gmail.com to be featured in an upcoming episode. Did you guys watch and or play The Last of Us? So I watched a bit of the movie, not the movie, the show. Mm -hmm. I watched clips um, and I... And I've, I haven't played the games, but I've like watched like a bunch of people talk about the games because I love video essays about video games. So 
I know everything that happens in The Last of Us, but for Andrew's sake, let's give him a rundown. Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> okay. So first off, 100% the greatest story-driven game of all time. There mm-hmm. has never been a game that, that comes even close. Red Dead Redemption. Nope. <laughs> but essentially <laughs> okay, what takes place is there is a fungal infection that essentially eradicates the earth and how it works is it's an act it's based on an actual fungus the the cordyceps fungus which is known to take over insects and essentially grows in your brain and then it controls your body and and feeds off of you and you feed off of it and it's sort of a symbiotic relationship that you have with this fungus um in the show it sort of drives you insane because it's growing in your brain and it destroys your frontal lobe and then you're just running around all crazy killing stuff so it makes for a very fun game because you're fighting zombies the whole time the show though is a masterpiece and they reworked a lot of the characters from the game so that it's not like a direct shot for shot reenactment but it wasn't like you know the the harry potter example that we were talking on your guys's podcast where they sort of ruined it by changing things it was like significantly better by the changes that they made so i'd highly highly recommend checking that out if you get some time I also, I wanted to talk about, have you guys heard of the uh, fungal infection that's currently making its way across the United States? I have. Yes, have there's you? a fung. Yes, actually, I watched the news, so it's not going to make you come, become a crazy zombie or anything like that. Isn't it just like a stomach sickness or something like that? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I and it's think like, I may have actually had that a few days ago. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, are you going to okay. turn on us? <laughs> okay, look. <laughs> I had a kidney transplant literally in November. I am on a load of uh, really crazy drugs <laughs> that basically I'm running on half an immune system right now. So Perfect. I, I succumbed to all sorts of random things. Oh, and one of those was a spore issue <laughs> that could also be called a fungal infection. Ugh, that yeah. It was exactly awful. the same. Ugh, so, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, I have like that immune system where like I don't get sick at all, except for like just like completely random I get sick, and it's like there's no bug going around, there's nothing in the air, just like oh gosh, I feel like crap. I like the I like the 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 pre-virus stuff. I like them talking about like how the virus spread it and stuff like that. They talk about like how in Indonesia it all starts in Indonesia and they, like at a food manufacturing plant that already shipped its cargo ship around the world, and you're like, we already lost, we already lost, yep. you know. And then, like, in episode three or two, I can't remember the episodes, but, like, they show the food that people were eating that caused the fungal infection and stuff like that, you know? And I'm like, that's that's genius writing right there, you know, just, like, showing, like, you can see it. If you, like, look closely, you can see where it all starts. Yep. And it's, there, like, it's pretty no scary, you know? It. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of a hard sell when it comes to zombie anything because there's just so many of them. Yeah. You know, that's true. And they're all very much, you know, rinse and repeat. Oh, the world's overtaken by zombies. We have a lone group of survivors doing that. have to go somewhere, I guess. Yeah. And to do whatever. And I mean, the the only zombie media that I legitimately liked was uh, were actually books. Hmm. And that was the zombie survival guide. And that one is so creatively written because it's basically an information guide, but the little tidbits of, you know, real accounts or whatever are so well written that it will keep you up at night. It's oh. a book that keeps you up at night, yeah. scared for your life. And then the the novelization of that uh, survival guide, which is World War Z, 
a lot better than the movie. Quick disclaimer. Yeah. I was going to say the movie was all right. I didn't love it, but I yeah, didn't just even realize right. it was based on a book. Really? The, the oh. movie. This. Read the book and you'll be severely disappointed in the movie. I'll just say that now. <laughs> yeah, for sure. How about you? Zombie apocalypse starts. So, how long? It's it's funny that you brought that up because that was literally my next question: is how long are you guys surviving? Oh, and great. we see it. We're just on the same page today because we had the same movie in your podcast. Yeah. We've got the same question here. Um, I think it all depends on the type of zombies that you're that you're doing. Okay. If it's the cordyceps one, I eat a lot of grain. I'm I'm <laughs> toast right from the start. So there's <laughs> there's no surviving. If it's like World War Z zombies and they're they're fast, I'm also dead because I can't run for more than a quarter mile. But if it's like Walking Dead zombies and they're kind of just lumbering around, thriving, thriving. I'm uh, I'm here for years. Yeah, I'm decades. I'm the president of the new world, and all my zombie people are walking around. <laughs> is is your election the kind of election like I run for president? And it's like someone's like I run against you. Anyone else Kill want to run for president? Straight up. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a dictatorship, boss. Yeah. I am dead within the first like two days. <laughs> I am out. I'm I'm just like, yeah, this does not look like a fun lifestyle to live. So I'm just gonna check out now. I'm gonna yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna check out. Thank you very much. I echo the sentiment that Aaron just threw out there. Like I I love hunting and fishing and camping and stuff. So it's like I I love zombie stuff when it is survival based. So I was like I was big on the walking dead because there comes a point where like the zombies aren't even the issue anymore. It's just people. And I, I think that if I was in a zombie apocalypse world, I'm taking my family, I'm taking my loved ones and we're colonizing somewhere in the middle of the forest and we can, we can ho- put off some slow zombies, but if it's world war Z zombies, if it's fungus zombie, like we're dead, like I, I don't want to live in that type of world. But if it's like, it's just you wake up and your job is to survive and defend, I, I love that. I would enjoy that type of experience. Okay. But, okay. Andrew, how long are you living? Well, it's kind of an interesting case for me because what I've, I'm going to start with the pros. Okay. I live north of a little town called Snowflake, Arizona. And you know that stereotypical cartoon desert scene where it's just wide open spaces of nothing. And you got the tumbleweed going across the road. That's where I live. Um, So basically, I could just head out there and I would never see anyone ever again, zombie (laughs) or human. And, uh, you know, I mean, I know where to find water sources around here. I've been to all the creeks and streams and stuff. So that's not a huge issue. But what is the issue, and we mentioned this before, is... I I'm on I'm a transplant patient. <laughs> oh, oh no. So basically, if the system falls apart and I can no longer get my meds, <laughs> essentially my kidney is going to fail all over again and either I'm going to have to jimmy rig a dialysis machine <laughs> somehow, <laughs> totally MacGyver it, bull crap, right? Yeah. Or I'm basically just going to go to sleep one day and die okay that's peaceful I mean, that's a peaceful yeah, that's, way to go that's out that's the way to go out in a zombie apocalypse so. that's the way to go i remember actually watching the first season of the walking dead and that one one of the characters like one of the side characters that didn't make it past the first season that's how he died he just was just like hey just just drop me off here at this nice quiet secluded forest area oh the guy against the tree yeah he I just like remember his name but i remember that scene yeah and i was like he's just like he's like oh man i'm fine just leave me here birds are chirping the sun's out no just like that is very poetic I tell I tell myself this: if I do die, if I could choose my death, you know, currently right now, if you told me I was going to die tomorrow, top of a mountain, watching the sunrise. 
This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Spotify for Podcasters. So this is a question I heard earlier today. I was listening to a different podcast and it I'm struggling to formulate it. So we might have to do this a couple of times. But basically the gist of the question was, would you rather go back in time at your current age to any time before you were born? Or would you go back in time in your own life, but you have to return at that age that you were? And then you would progressively live your life from that time you went back in your own life. And you so, have all your memories? Uh, no. Well, okay. Sure. Yeah, we're going to say we'll, no. We'll give you your memories. Go for it. Okay. okay, give them your memories. Yeah, we can make the question up. You have your memories. You know what it would have been before you went back to the time in your life. Okay, so I'm going to have Andrew take the lead on this because Andrew and I have talked about this multiple times. So, Andrew, what's the issue with going back in time at the current age you're at? What was that one thing you said? Definitely the latter, back in my own life. I'm a history buff. And, you know, people are always saying, oh, I would totally love to visit the Victorian era or, oh, I would totally love to visit ancient Egypt or whatever. Here's the thing. That would be legitimately cool. But what you forget is that the past was awful. <laughs> it <actually> was. <laughs> I mean, never mind the wars, never mind the fact that there's no electricity. It's And I was just talking about this with my siblings uh, a few days ago, is that if any one of us were born even 100 years ago and faced the same circumstances that we did in our general life, most of our family would be dead. <laughs> Seriously. I mean... Yeah, because it, you know, medical science just isn't there. My older brother would be dead. My older sister would be dead. My other older sister would be dead. I would be dead. Both my parents would be dead. And uh, at least 50% of my nieces and nephews would be dead. So <laughs> I would be dead too. Out I have of a heart gate. condition. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so definitely the latter one. I mean, yeah. yeah, things can get crappy in this day and age, but. Comparatively speaking, we have it pretty good. I just like it. Like, you know how common polio was? Our U.S. president got polio. That's how common polio was. This debilitating disease got the United States president. It just even. Okay. Then there's like always the people like, oh, man, but I don't I want to go back that far. I go back to like the 60s or the 70s. I'm like, yeah, segregation, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Vietnam. <laughs> There's not fun stuff there either, you know. Nope. A cold war fears. Could you imagine living in your 50s house, you know, living your the literal um nuclear family and then just hearing all your neighbors just talk about the red scare all the time. It'd be a nightmare because <laughs> you're the only one that knows it's not going to end. You'd be like, "Guys, guys, you're just blowing things out of proportion, you know." <laughs> Except I would get a kick out of people like freaking out about rock and roll if that actually did happen, <laughs> you know. No. Oh man. No, I'm, I'm I mean, right it right would along be fun to watch the space race. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, the moon landing, that would be legitimately interesting. I would love to see that. Yeah. But get overall, there's a lot of problems yeah, in the past. Sure. Like, oh, I want to go back in time and be a Ronin from Japan. I'm like, yeah, but you're a white guy. You'd get killed, <laughs> you know, in Japan. You're not like, welcome. <laughs> you're not welcome there in Japan back then. Yeah. You're not oh, getting isekai'd. You're going back in your current body, but yeah, <laughs> I I'm right there with you. I would 100%. I'd go back to probably December 2001. It's post 9/11. I know how the world turns out. I don't have to watch all that again. But then I get to like remake all the the dumb decisions that I've ever made. Yeah, perfection. 
Yeah. I'd be so rich in Bitcoin, you wouldn't even believe it. Oh, God. What? You guys wouldn't why, know me. I'd be... Why would you play the Bitcoin game? Why don't you play the logical game? Go with Google and Apple at all places, you know? Both. Why not both? I'd be the richest person in the universe. You'd, you'd be that one Bitcoin guy. I'd be like, have you heard about Bitcoin? Like, you'd be the Bitcoin salesman that no one loves. No, would you jump on the NFT train for like that, that no. six-month window it was alive, you know? I, I don't. I have never subscribed to NFTs. I've been in crypto. I like crypto most of the time. Okay. NFTs, I'm not down. Okay. Tell them what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? You know, I'm I'm torn because I've just heard some very valid points. Um, prior to those points, I probably would have said go back generationally. I <laughs> I feel like they're obviously huge problems, and we've progressed as a, as a society. But there is like a golden age of like diner drive ups, a burgers, a 50 cents type of thing where it's like, I just feel like their problems were very different and their problems. I think I could tackle. That yeah, is a valid it's just, point. Yeah. It's just, okay. it's just a different world. Like I, I, I feel like the grit and hard work, you know, and the, like, it just, it just kind of seemed like more my style. Whereas like nowadays it's, it's just anyone can dance in front of a, yeah. a screen and be a millionaire. And it's just, it's a different world, you know? And I so I, I feel to. like I'm I'm kind of old school that way, but when you talk about like going back with your memories, it's like you could have you can make a pretty sweet life for yourself going back as a 15 year old, you know, and and making the decisions that you need to make to yeah. set yourself up pretty good. But the thing is, even back then, even if you travel back to your younger body, what's the chances that your parents are going to listen to you? Your parents are at Zero. that point, they won't listen to you, even if you literally came from the future. I'm an adult, and my parents don't listen to me, so. Well, yeah, that's just parents for you, you know, but I just love that. I'm just like, you'd be like, I don't know, like circa 2008, like, no, we got to pull everything out of the stock market. It's going to crash. It's, there's going to be a recession. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. You just, you're a 12-year-old. What do you know? I'm like, no, I swear, I've seen it, you know. Like, you just wouldn't be taken seriously in that young body, you know, even if you did know this, like, walk up to your dad and be like, hey, dad, you should invest into that company called Facebook. I'm not going to invest in a company called Facebook. What is it even that? A book that's on a face? Like, your dad wouldn't listen to you invest into a company. Like, it just would be hard to convince people. So it'd be all about mind games, you know, just like thinking about like, ah, yeah. got to play it right. The only way to truly is. convince people would be to go the... uh the Biff route from Back to the Future, start predicting Super Bowl winners, and then you tell your dad, hey, this is a winner. And by that point, your dad has made so much money off of you that he's just like, yes, son, I, I will do what you say. That's where me and Andrew <laughs> screw up. We don't know sports at all. We all like, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, who wins the Super Bowl this year? Ah, I don't uh, remember. <laughs> I, I don't know. I remember the funny monkey commercial. I can tell but, you that uh, Pepsi made a killer commercial that year. Yes, yes, um, but... Uh, I, I can't tell you who won. <laughs> That's where me and Andrew would be dead. We could, we could have bet on sports unless there's like some notorious. I can't think of any. Sp- if you told me who won any of the Super Bowls, I can't even remember who won the last one. That's how uninvolved I am in sports. Oh, wait, it yeah, was the Chiefs. If, it, if either one of us was Captain America waking up in the Shield facility, we'd be totally convinced we were still in the 40s. Because <laughs> like, oh <my laughs> we told this in the baseball game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'd be like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in the 40s still. <laughs> That's so true. Andrew brings up a really good point there. We would, we would, <laughs> Are when you it comes curious to sports, about what your favorite sure. podcast host? That's us, by the way. Talked about on why I love this part of film and TV podcast. Here's a sneak peek. And then Ray comes in and she's like, oh, uh, by the way, I'm a Skywalker now. And it's like the, uh. whole, the whole premise of the movies is rise, fall, redemption of Skywalker. And you know who gets redeemed at the end and has like her happy moment? a Palpatine. 
Like the only <laughs> Skywalker left living dies. It doesn't fit at all with the entire like they they ruin the whole series. That that one scene completely undoes fifty years of movie making. And that I just thought it was an amazing movie. And the Infinity War I don't think gets as much credit as it deserves. And then you go into Endgame, and Endgame like it's cool as it's like kind of navigating that world with people like missing and how the disappearance happened and all that type of stuff. And what brings them all back is a rat <laughs> stepping on a button. <laughs> you know that that one scene makes me hate the entire series like it really does i did want to give you guys a minute to to kind of talk about how you met how you came up with the idea of your podcast like kind of just give us the cliff notes version of what what makes you guys click what brought you together okay perfect actually me and andrew have a really good story about that so (laughs) the podcast kind of in my opinion the podcast started i'd say in 2020 um me and andrew we're, you know, 2020, everything sucks. Everything's closed down, you know. Andrew just got his kidney diagnosis. And so me and Andrew kept on catching up a lot, you know, because I was just like, nah, you know, I need help. I, I feel like Andrew would do the same for me. Like, I just wanted to help him, you know, keep him company. So we'd talk on the phone all the time. And we talked about movies and TV shows a lot and writing and stuff like that. And I remember at one point I messaged Andrew and I was like, hey, Andrew, I have a, a fun idea of a game. Let's just talk about parts we love in movies and then just like talk about why we love them. So for about a good two months, we, we didn't keep it going that long, but it was about two months roughly. We would send each other YouTube clips and basically just like write an essay on Messenger to about like why we love that particular part. And it was just like, it was just so much fun. I really enjoyed it. And then I remember I just brought up to Andrew, I was just like, hey, maybe we should um make a podcast about this. I mean, I feel like I want to make a podcast. Podcasts sound fun. And Andrew, Andrew was a great friend because he kept on being like, so when are we going to start that podcast? So when are we going to start that podcast? I was just like, eventually (laughs) then here i am i have a senior year and i have to do my senior project so here i am and i was like let's make that podcast so got all the equipment together yeah go ahead andrew if if i found those conversations genuinely entertaining then there was a huge chance that other people would find it entertaining and that we'd be doing both ourselves and a lot of people a disservice if we didn't at least try to share it oh yeah for sure and I, video essays are just a big thing, you know, on YouTube. You see millions of views on these video essays. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I can't make video editing to save my life, but I can talk, you know? And the way me and you Andrew... You can talk. Yes, I can. This is actually <laughs> mute the whole time. Oh, no, I muted the whole conversation. <laughs> Anyways. And so, yeah, but then, like, it actually started before that, too, when me and Andrew were roommates. So the way Andrew and I met, um, Andrew loves saying it like this. You feed him once, and he just keeps coming back. So... We were friends with, uh, we had a mutual friend. His name was Zach. And um, yeah, so me and, so me, Zach, were just friends and we just started talking and stuff like that. And Andrew would always like come in and out of his like bedroom to the kitchen, all that kind of stuff. I remember one time I knocked on the door and I just like saw this shadowy figure and I was like, um, is Zach here? And then Andrew would just like very stone cold. No. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I walked away. And um, so yeah, then me and Andrew became roommates um i moved in because one of his uh, other roommates moved out and me and andrew just started talking about old movies i remember i remember the first show i saw andrew watching was mash not mash um hogan's heroes it was hogan's mash heroes yeah. yeah and andrew just really loved watching hogan's heroes and i remember i was watching recess at the time because i was feeling nostalgic and i was like oh hey look at this hogan's heroes reference in the tv show recess and andrew got a kick out of that and our friendship kind of sparkled because there was a lot of nights where we just would talk for like an hour, two hours, you know. Okay, well, 
in my defense, I wasn't used to the whole college culture thing and the grand communal spirit where people just show up at your house. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I, I can be kind of judgmental on first impressions. So, <laughs> I mean, I'll be blunt here. Grant and I are genuinely very different people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're just very different people who happen to share similar interests. Yeah. And, uh, you know, initially Grant was just that guy that showed up every now and then to talk to Zach. And then all of a sudden he's our roommate. Okay. I guess this is happening, but no, turns out he's one of the best friends I ever had. The best oh. friend I've ever had. Cause I mean, I get laid out with a kidney failure. I have to move in back with my parents. That's a trial all in its own. Never mind the kidney thing. And uh, Grant was just a rock through the whole thing, checking up on me. And I, I just really appreciate him for that. And one of the things that me and Andrew do a lot, and we still do to this day when we started calling each other, is we'd start off with an improv, an improv phone call. And the best part was, I feel like the best improv is when you're not trying to make people laugh is where you're just trying to go with it. And so we'd always like to do like, what if scenarios? Like, what if we were two stormtroopers on the Death Star? What if we were civilians in the Marvel Universe? What if, you know, all this kind of stuff? We just like build these whole stories and stuff like that. And I'm helping Andrew right now. He's like, you know, doing some writing here and there. We tried to make a superhero universe. Turns out it's really complicated and too much details. So we, we jumped to fantasy and fantasy has been doing us much better. But what do you I remember mean we jumped to fantasy. I'm doing all the work here. But I'm brainstorming <laughs> with you. So we talked about, I'm getting my degree to uh, split your, your earnings that way. I told Andrew, I just want 30%. That's all I want. If it goes big, I just want 30%. Okay. That's high. Uh, Is it though? (laughs) Okay, fine. Maybe it is. Maybe 10%. You'll get a cameo in the book. (laughs) A blurb. Oh yeah. Grant Warren helped me with this. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Make sure, make sure to spell his name wrong. Yeah. It's like Grant Warren. (laughs) <laughs> God, yeah. I haven't got that enough in high school <laughs> no but if we could since this is the roommate podcast I want to talk about like one of my favorite roommate moments with Andrew I remember it was um just a normal um lunch day um it was lunchtime everyone's coming home from classes and I believe it was me I was playing on my speaker Les Miserables and we were playing um Angry Men um from you know Les Miserables like do you hear the people sing singing the song of Angry Men and I start singing it and then Zach chimes in and then Andrew chimes in and we're like all singing like all nobly and proud because we all do the lyrics by heart. And then standing and, on the chairs. Yeah, we were just like being like, hurrah, you know. And, and then Jacob, Jacob comes in and he comes in with a camera and he's like recording it all. And like we're all singing in noble pride and all this kind of stuff. And like we finished the high note at the end and we're like, oh, man, that was really awesome. And then guess what? This is a Jacob mistake. Of, of course, it's Jacob making this mistake. He pressed the camera button. He was taking a photo. He didn't record it. Oh, <laughs> that is then, a Jacob thing to do. I know. And then Jacob looks at his phone and he goes from standing up to drop it to the ground. Just like, no, I didn't record it. You know what's so funny is yeah. I've never been to EAC, but yeah. that is the most EAC sounding thing I've ever heard in my life. Like I don't no other place in the world would your roommates just like break out in song and it be like celebrated. If yeah, our no. if our roommates had done that in college, me and Kelton would have gone back to our room and yeah, we would have no, had same. a roast I'd... fest for four hours. No, no, no. I do that currently <laughs> with my current roommates at Alpine Chalet. I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like my roommates. We 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 are acquaintances at most. Maybe it's because Andrew, Zach, and Jacob were just the magic magic group that held us all together. But like 
apart from another one one of my friends, his name's Isaac. He was a great roommate. Like all my roommates have been like, you're there. You do your thing. I do my thing. That's why me and Andrew are really good friends and why uh, we started a podcast together. So um, our podcast is um, I Love This Part. It's a film and TV podcast. And it's basically whenever you're sitting there watching with your friends, a movie or TV show, and you're just like, I love this part. And you just like want to talk about it forever and ever. That's what me and Andrew do. We have a guest on every week and we elaborate on a scene we love. Except for this one that we had Aaron and Kelton on where we had a special why I hate this part special. And it was really fun just tearing apart some movies that had stupid logic or terrible writing or not so good adaptation. So if you want to, you just find us on Spotify, Apple podcast, anywhere you find podcasts. Yep. Thank you again for having us on your show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. No, we appreciate you guys taking the time and coming out and sharing your stories. So I think that is going to be it for us. Uh, Thank you everybody for tuning in. We had a fantastic time over the last almost three hours now (laughs) recording and chatting and hanging out with you guys. Make sure to go check out their latest episode where you will find out which parts of movies we hate.